We are all about helping you grow as smart business owners and thoughtful leaders. And so are our friends at Signature FD. Signature FD is a wealth management company that believes people shouldn't have to wait until retirement to enjoy the wealth they've worked so hard to earn. Using their unique trademarked process, Net Worth While, Signature FD helps clients integrate and activate their wealth in four key categories, grow, protect, give, and live helping their clients enjoy their wealth now while feeling secure about their future. You can go and take the first step by discovering your net worth while with their free quiz. You can find it at signaturefd.com forward slash my GPGL. That's signaturefd.com forward slash my GPGL. The link's in today's show notes. Now let's get back to our conversation. Welcome to System and Soul the podcast focused on the human energy that runs your business. I'm Chris White, along with my co-host, Benj Miller. All right, you guys ready? Here we go. Jake, drop that beat. Three, two, one. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to System and Soul. Chris White and Benj Miller, co-hosts. And uh, we're excited today. We're going to have an awesome conversation with Jeff Lovell out of Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Great to be with you. All right, Jeff, start us off with some crazy weird fact about you that you can share. Yeah, this is one of those things that when I tell people, they think I must be making this up because they didn't think this actually existed. But uh, in the 90s, I was in high school and I was a grocery bagging champion. Uh, I, I found my way into that on accident. Um, that's a thing. Wondering. That's a thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I was at work one day and they, the boss comes by and says, hey, we're going to have a, a competition later this week. And I'm like, nobody cared. Like none of us wanted to do it. We're just a bunch <laughs> of high school boys who... Just wanted to be home. Okay. Um, but then they told us there was like a cash prize. So I actually tried. And I think I was the only person who tried. So then I won. And then I won the next one. And then I won the next one. And then my boss cared because now it's his chance to get noticed. Right. So, so I came into work the next day and he had like rearranged all my priorities. Like he was paying me to come to work and practice bagging groceries. Uh, like clean up on aisle seven doesn't apply to me anymore. I just like stand <laughs> over in the corner and uh, I, I practice bagging groceries. Like I cut the sides off of them and make sure nothing falls out. You weigh them to make sure everything's even. <laughs> it was crazy. It was like, it's one of those things like, again, I think my, my takeaway from all of it was uh, they changed all my priorities. And when you get intentional about something, you can actually, <laughs> you can get good. And then I won. <laughs> what made you good? What was a, what was a champion grocery bagger? What were the skills that you, like, how, how does one win that competition? Well, obviously you gotta be fast, right? Uh, they, they put all the stuff on the, on the conveyor belt and it just starts coming at you and you get two bags worth of stuff. And really at the end, what they do is literally they, they weigh them. Did you, did you make them even? <laughs> they cut the sides away. And if anything falls out, like there's points off. So like it all got to, this was back before plastic was a thing. This was just yeah. paper bags. Yeah. So, and you had to have this fake customer you had to be nice to. So they kind of just judged you on all those things. And, and again, if, if you practice for a month straight, you get paid to come into work for four hours at a time and bag groceries, you know, wow. you can get good at it. So, and you can make some money. It helped pay for my first year of college. So. <laughs> I guess congratulations. Serious. Wow. Yeah, thanks. That's my claim to fame. That's my, my greatness on display. 
So, well, so we, Jeff, I tell us what you're doing in your trophy cabinet. That's pretty cool. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Jeff, tell us what you're doing now. I assume you're no longer bagging groceries. Tell us what you're doing well, and, how, and how you got there. I've held up a couple of times, but um, yeah, these days I am an expert guide and coach to authentic living. I help successful creative founders and executives uh, stop wondering what if, stop playing it safe, and actually begin living and designing the life that they want to live. So what is a creative wow. founder? Yeah, so most of my clients are people who work in branding, marketing, advertising. Uh, you know, they spend most of their life working on everybody else's projects, and I help them um, slow down long enough to make their life their most important project. Nice. So, you know, they nice. founded you know ad agencies, or they they work in marketing. They work for the billion dollar brands like Home Depot and Toyota and Disney, all the places. So, how did you find yourself with that niche focus on creative founders? Yeah, you know, uh, about a year year ago, I was, you know, reimagining what the Great Life Project might look like as a full-time gig for me. Uh, it was a part-time gig for a while. And it was one of those unique moments where you get to say, who do I want to work with? Who do I love working with? And I'd had enough clients in that space over the years and just enough other people. Uh, and I'd spent some time there on my own as well. And so gotcha. these are just my people. We speak the same language. I think, you know, they're creative folks. They like to make a difference. Um, they, but also, um, a lot, a lot, a lot of your creative energy gets given to everybody but yourself. And so yeah. I love to help people just slow down and ask more important questions. Yeah. That's super cool. Jeff and I originally connected, I think just over, um, Jeff puts out very thoughtful content on LinkedIn, really about that kind of intentional living, those sorts of questions that I, I deeply appreciate. So that's mm -hmm. the, uh, that's the connection that brought us together. And the reason I wanted to have him on here just for a fun little conversation. So Jeff, what are the top three things on your mind today? What are the yeah, things well, you're thinking about or wrestling with? As a creative guy, I'm the type of guy who typically has 43 things on my mind and it's always hard enough to slow down and, and pick one, two or three, but I'll, I'll give you the top three today. I think number one is how to help people answer the what's next question. Uh, most of the conversations I'm having with people these days are, are what should I do next? You know, with my career, you know, do I want to keep working at home? Do I want to go back to the office? Do I want to change jobs? Do I want to move out of the city, into the city, change relationships, all the things, right? And uh, so that's the number one thing I'm thinking about. Why do you so think you're, that's... So you, you, you're primarily, are you primarily working with that, that executive who's at a crossroads? A lot of them are scratching their heads saying, surely there's got to be more to life than this. Or they're laying awake at night saying, what am I doing with my life? And am I giving the best to my family? And am I, I'm not going to get this time back. So how do I make this season really matter? So the, so it's really, so your, your focus is purpose. Is that fair? It is purpose. That is the number one thing I talk to my clients about and that, that we spend a lot of time on. And if you can get clear on authentic purpose, um, it's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, the, the question, what next that maybe it was just the examples you threw out, but, um, what's it's, it almost sounds like a sense of restlessness driving those questions yeah. the way, is that what you're experiencing? Yeah. I think there's this sense like, 
for again a lot of a lot of your your listeners, a lot of people you guys work with, you know, life is good. It's not that things are bad or even at a crisis point, but there's there's this longing that there's got to be something more, right? Am I really making the difference I want to make? Am I giving the best version of me to my wife, to my spouse, to my partner, to my kids? Uh, am I am I making the difference I want to make in the long term? And I think what a lot of people where they get stuck, and what where I love to wrestle with this question is, a lot of people start to think about, well, if I just change the activities, right? If I make a change to the activities on the outside, right. it's going to hopefully make me feel better on the inside. If I change my job, if I pursue a relationship, if I move, uh, and they're asking all these, what should I do questions? And I think there's a better question that we can ask. It's the, uh, you know, instead of changing the activity, let's clarify identity, which is a whole different question, a whole different series of, of questions. Uh, but if we could get clear on, you know, what are your superpowers? What are you better at than anybody else in the world? You know, how does your unique story, uh, you know, impact what you're able to do in the world? The, the highs, your successes, I think even more powerful sometimes, the lows, <laughs> the hard parts of your story. Yeah. Um, we can redeem those things, uh, your passion, your purpose. And when we answer those who am I questions, then that we, we don't have to worry about the what do I do questions, right? Because those start to take yeah. care of themselves. Yeah. So that's what we do. It's like, you know, people are always asking what to do next. I say, wrong question. <laughs> the real question here is who do you want to be? And then we can start to figure out some of those other things. That's exactly why I was asking. Cause it, the, you know, to go from striving to, you know, the yeah. striving questions of there's gotta be something more, what's next, something else. Am I giving everything in the whole world my best, you know? And then at some point it's like you get comfortable with who you are and you just show up as yourself. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of freedom in that. And it's almost like to your last point, it's almost like more opportunities come to you just by being content than to try and figure out what all the options are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, and most people, I don't know what age it is. I think different people, it happens at a different age, right? Uh, you know, some people are, maybe they're fortunate and start asking some of those questions in their twenties. Um, a few more ask them in their thirties. Most people get around to them by their forties and a few people are still figuring it out in their fifties and sixties. Um, a lot of my, you know, I'm in my forties and a lot of the people I'm having that conversation with are just kind of in that, that place where you, you, you've got a little more time on your hands because your kids don't need a hundred percent of your attention and work is a little more, you know, you, you've reached a point in your career where you have some flexibility. You can at least make some decisions about where you're giving your time and energy. Yeah. So, well, you know, you're so structured on the front end, right? Like, okay, you know, you have your experiences working as a teenager and then you go to school and then you get out in the real world, you yep. get married, the house, the kids, you know, and then, you know, so you have that whole front end and you're right. You know, I think of it myself. I'm 57 now. We've been, we, we launched four kids and we've been on our own right for multiple years now yeah. and i know i know for my wife who um you know is a nurse by trade and education and and career but you know she left that to raise the family and for her getting on the other side of that because she's a successful business owner as well as being a nurse and educator but once you raise the kids and you get them launched then you know she was settling back in okay now my purpose has been our family for, you know, all these years. And yeah. 
and the kids are all launched. They're all, you know, they're in their thirties now. And, and she's, you know, she's looking and discovering like her next season, like where she's going to land her purpose and might be, you know, at 20 and 30, you, you pretty much get it. Right. I mean, you think you get it. You, you got to get the job. You got to find the, and have the kids, but, but it's that transition in life where you've had one singular purpose for 20 plus years and now it's gone. Yeah. You know, business owners, business owners who um, scale their business and sell it. Yep. And they didn't have a purpose on the other end. Our, our veterans, our American veterans, you know, mm. whose suicide rates are at the highest. One of the reasons is because of lack of purpose. They don't, mm -hmm. they lived this way and now they're back in the civilian world, which doesn't make sense to them. Right. And they, they, and they, were, they just spent the last four to 20 years being told who they were. <laughs> they right. don't have a sense of who they are on their and own. Yeah. Following the process and the regimen and, 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 but yeah, so I imagine the, the work that you do, regardless of the age, it's, it's got to be really gratifying to help another person to sort of either rediscover a purpose or a new purpose, but it's got to be really gratifying work. I, I love what I get to do. I get to show up every day and sit across a conversation like this and help. I, I say part of my job is just to hold up mirrors and help people see themselves, uh, maybe in a new way for the first time. Hey, I want to interrupt today's conversation to ask you something. Do you ever feel like you're counting the days to retirement to really enjoy the money you are working so hard to earn? If this is you, I've got some friends I want to introduce you to. Signature FD. Signature FD is a different kind of wealth management company that's helping clients enjoy their wealth now while creating security for the future. They have a unique trademark process called Net Worthwhile, which helps clients integrate and activate their wealth in four key categories, grow, protect, give, and live. You can take the first step to discovering your net worthwhile with their free quiz. You can find it at signaturefd.com forward slash my GPGL. The link's also in today's show notes. Let's get back to our conversation. Those questions like, who am I? They feel existential, you know, like let's bring in all the great philosophers to have the conversation, yeah. but like we're at a practical level where, where, you know, if somebody's listening and they're totally rolling their eyes right now, like where do they start? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, they wouldn't be the first person to roll their eyes at me and that, that's understandable. And I think it can be this kind of esoteric out there conversation. And so part of what we have to do is, is let's clarify the pain because there actually is pain attached to this. Um, in fact, that's actually the second thing I've been thinking about <laughs> these days is how it's uh, it's possible and it's a common mistake to, to keep climbing higher without also going deeper. And here's what I mean by that is that most of us are trying to figure out some stuff in life. And we just talked about that a little bit, uh, but how, you know, we're, it's possible to achieve more, to start the next company, keep climbing the next mountain. You know, I, I start the next thing. I you know, win the next award, I finish that degree, whatever the thing is. And we know how to keep climbing higher, but it takes us further and further away from who we actually want to be, from who we really are, from maybe the people who matter most to us. And so one of the, the first questions I ask people <laughs> to help dig into this is, is who's actually paying the price? Because it's probably not you. <laughs> it, maybe it's your coworkers because you're a jerk at work 
in order for you to be, a, you know, they're kind of a pawn in your game or it's your kids because, you know, you're, you show up at their game, but when they glance over and you're on the sidelines, you're on your phone doing the work thing or, you know, your spouse um, used to love you. <laughs> they still <laughs> like who you used to be, uh, you know, but those are real things. And other people are paying the price for you. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the, you know, uh, Bronnie Ware, this was probably in the last 20 years, she did some great research about, you know, the top five regrets of the dying. And the number one thing for most of them is, is I didn't live a life that was true to me. You know, I climbed all the wrong mountains. It's kind of what, how I say that. And so one of the things I do with my clients when they start to roll their eyes is I say, well, let's, but let's think about that. You know, you've, you've pursued a lot of inauthentic purpose. And here's what I mean by that is like, you know, there's the, the me I wish I was. So I do, you know, if I wish mm -hmm. I had been a supermarket bagging champion, you know, <laughs> I, I wish I would have you know, given more of myself. <laughs> right. I wish I was an NFL player, you know, except for I'm five foot, nothing and a uh, hundred and some pounds. So, but, uh, you know, there's all the things I wish I was. And so I'm pursuing those things or, you know, there's probably the one that's the most dangerous for a lot of people is you've actually been successful, right? So you you won the award and then you got the promotion and then you like, there's, there's this version of purpose that isn't actually what you wanted to do in the first place. It's just what you were successful at and now it pays the bills and it's too freaking scary to step away from it. Yeah. And so there's yeah. the me, everybody else pays you to be. Yeah. It has nothing to do with who you actually are. And so there's this pain there. That's that's what we do. What we do is that some of those mirrors are, where, where does the pain come in all of this where where you know are you laying awake at night saying what am i doing are you um and there's ways we can dig into some of that that's and so I think good we all grapple with that at different periods like i was actually just having a conversation with one of my closest friends who's been in higher education for 31 years he's reached mm -hmm. the pinnacle of of his you know department and whatnot at the college and we were just talking um actually this morning and we, we were you know because we're both 57 and you know he's he's going to be sliding into home here uh, he, he could have already slid into home but he chose not to but he's now he's now like three years out and 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 i asked him a question i said hey you know when you look back on your you know what do you think what do you see and and he said he goes he goes i'll be honest i think for 31 years i've been faking it like I'm just a, I'm a poor kid from Chicago who, you know, got interested in like anatomy and kinesiology and 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 I mean I I don't know I just feel like I was an imposter in having reached the pinnacle but like inside it's like that's not like he won't even let them put doctor on his door and he's got his you know he has his piece yeah. But we were we were talking about that, and and he's he. It's not. It didn't. I didn't hear regret necessarily in his voice, but it was interesting that he'd look back, and I was like, "Man, you've impacted how many thousands of students, whether they actually finished that degreed program or not." I mean, sure. think of the number of lies you've impacted, and and just doing simple math. I mean you've had a huge impact and you couldn't do that as an imposter for that many years, consistently winning awards and, you know, notoriety in his field. Um, but I think as humans, we struggle with that. 
Yeah. Well, and one of the things I would even identify for your friend is that there was actually an important switch that happened for him that he maybe didn't recognize. And that when we can, when we can illuminate it for people, kind of the lights go off here is, is we, there's a point where we stop being seekers of, pre- of purpose and we become bringers of purpose, right? Or we search for purpose from our work. We search for purpose from our relationships. We search for purpose in our, all kinds of things from our gender, from our faith, from our mm-hmm. wherever. But there's a moment where if we can make a switch, we become bringers of purpose. I bring purpose to my work. I bring purpose to my relationships. I'm not there as a consumer of these things, but because of my story, because of who I am, because I'm confident in my identity and I know what I bring to this, I'm not, I'm not here to get anything from you. I'm I here love to serve that. you. I'm, I can here to love you freely. I can, I can be generous with my time uh, and my talent. That's, and, and that's the game changer. I love uh, that. Jeff, when you talk about going higher without going deeper, what are some of the ways uh, like I could make a ton of assumptions here, but I don't want to do that. What, what does that look like or mean or, or for you, for your clients to go deeper? Yeah, I think there's that part where we, we a lot of my clients, they are successful people. They have, they're successful. They know how to win at work. Maybe they don't always know how to win at home. Um, I think w- maybe they change the analogy. There's the going deeper. Really what I'm saying is it's possible to, to keep climbing all the mountains out there without doing the inner work, right? It's, um, and I think that was a transitional point in my career, my life. And some of the things that set me in this work is like, you know, I was, a, I was achieving all the right things, except for I was a mess on the inside and the people that knew my best kind of didn't like me. Mm. <laughs> and so, oh, I need to, I need to stop doing that work out there and climb some of these mountains in here. I need to get clear on who I am. We've got to slow down. We've got to do that inward journey of getting clear on purpose. Um, I got to know myself better. I got to understand my tendencies, my good ones. I mean, I have magic I can bring, but I also have, you know, I can be demanding. I can be unclear in my expectations and then wonder why you didn't meet them. (laughs) All all of those things. So understanding my tendencies and leading myself better, uh, just getting healthier. I think stop. I I think, man, life is not a race. Well, if it is, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So just helping people slow down and, and make the most of this current season. I think we're always, at least most creatives that I work with, we're always hoping that the next season is going to be the best season <laughs> and we never get around to the next season. We're just yeah. kind of stuck in the perpetual now. So. Well, yeah, I, I, I forget where I read this, but, and I'm sure I'll butcher it, but I'll do my best here. But, <laughs> but essentially like our, our purpose is, um, as a human is to work and our purpose is to try to do good every day, right? When we wake up in the morning, what good can I put out into the world? And unfortunately, like that example and and many others, like a lot of times people will spend either too much time in the past where they may have guilt around decisions or or what have you, life, happen to them or whatever, or like this example, they're, they're always out in the future. And, and, and this article talked about if you're spending your time in the past, that's stress, that that's anxiety because you're dwelling on whatever negative thought that's holding you guilt around something, whatever that is, um, it's impeding your progress to move forward. And then if you're spending too much time in the future, 
You're not getting anything done because you're always pining for the next thing around the corner. And, oh, it's the next thing. It's gonna get, and, and then you miss out, like your earlier comment, about you're missing out what, what's in front of you today. Like, and if you can, if you, if you, if you're living in the future a little too much or living in the past, what I'm hearing you saying is it's about just coming in and being present today, getting clear on today, and then go execute today and do it again tomorrow. Like come in intentionally with that purpose just for the day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I love that. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm a very future oriented person. I mean, that is my default setting. I've, I dream about the future. I live in the future. I, I, years ago, I said it this way to another friend is like, uh, I tolerate today to get to tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, um, and I just, that's how much I live in the future. But I also realized that it was stealing my life from me uh, because I'm always just trying to get to the next thing. And I, I fail to see the gifts of today of my kids being here of sure you know, whatever's happening right in front of me of the, the relationships I'm making with my clients today, you know, or I'm worried about the money I need to make tomorrow. So I fail to show up and serve the people that I'm with today, you know? So, um, I think I'm not we, saying we should, and I also think we should be strategic and there are, there's certain value in building the systems that make the thing work better tomorrow. Like all that's valuable, but, but not at the expense of, of today. Hey, podcast listeners, System and Soul Coach Phil Mazur here. Today, I have a coach's tip for you about the organizational chart. Forget what you've always known about an organizational chart. Stop thinking about it as a list of names and job titles. Now, imagine it as the most powerful tool in your business. What we're trying to do here is get your business flowing in the right direction. Every position working toward that ultimate vision. That visionary's job is your long-term vision. You have a KPI that measures the success of that vision. What if every job on the org chart had a mission and a KPI to measure its success? That's all you have to do. All you have to do is outline a mission for each job that is in alignment with the position that it reports to. Then you find a KPI to measure it. So my challenge to you is to take the next 90 days and hash out this tool for your company. It's not easy, but here's a hack for you. Delegate it to your team. Have them come up with it for their own job. They can create their own mission and KPI for their position. It's a great conversation starter for that one-on-one -on -one meeting you've been meeting to have with them. Good luck. Jeff, what's the third thing on your mind? The third thing on my mind these days is um, how how easy it is to pursue more information uh, without experiencing transformation. I mean, I'm the guy with my daughter actually counted recently. There's 742 books behind me, uh, and I've <laughs> at least touched all of them. <laughs> I've read a lot of them, right? I mean, most people I talk to are trying to figure some things out. They need to solve a business problem, or they got to make more money, or they got to you know change their career, or buy a car, or whatever the thing is, right? Uh, we've got dreams for our life plans for our life. Uh, and so we, we Google it. We, you know, buy the next book, research the thing, keep making those little tweaks, uh, keep trying a little bit harder. And all that information is helpful, but it doesn't last, right? If we don't 
if it doesn't change us, if it doesn't transform us, because we we it's easy to consume information, but what we long for is transformation. And transformation takes time. It's yeah. nobody nobody wants the slow solution. Yeah. <laughs> nobody no, wants the thing that takes longer. Right. For sure. For sure. But That's it's the, the thing that we actually need and the thing that we actually want. So Yeah. I, I've I, been mean, a, I think about like my one of my favorite toys when I was a kid was Transformers. Like it looks like one thing, but it actually is another thing. And the other thing is way cooler, but you got to like, you know, you got to take the time to, to make the change. Yeah. And so it comes back to that same idea of like today is where the opportunity is. It's like, you know, it's not the next season that's going to change your life. It's I, not. There, go ahead. There, there's an author. Um, you just made me think of the, the author, Tim Spiker. Um, and, and he, he wrote a, he wrote a book about the only leaders worth following. And, and in it, he talks about like, we can, we all have the capacity to learn, right? Yep. Like you've got 752 books. I probably have close to that behind me as well. And I know I've touched them all and like, like, and, but what did I put into action? So Spiker talks about, we, we all have the capacity to learn, but the idea is, you have to become. Exactly. You, right? And that's the transformation part, right? When you when you can when you can transform inwardly, right, whatever it is you're improving or changing or whatever, um, it's it's uh, you gotta become it. And and you can read a thousand books and you learn something, but yeah. did you apply it? Did you did you did it become yeah. part of you? And that's the, the conversation I have with my clients all the time is that the goal of this coaching process, this guided process is not doing, <laughs> it's becoming. And, uh, you know, it's becoming a person of authentic purpose. Right. Authentic. It's becoming a purpose, a person who knows how to build meaningful, lasting relationships that stand yeah. the test of time so that your kids are still talking to you when you're 70 and, you know, you can celebrate a big wedding anniversary or something like that. You know, it's, it's becoming the kind of person who has these life-giving practices so that, you know, you can master your stress. You can keep yourself filled up with joy and with peace. There's actually ways to keep coming back to those things that drive you and that, you know, yeah. keep you healthier. Uh, you become the kind of person who actually is making a lasting contribution in the world. You know, we're not just accidentally hoping that good things happen at the end of our life, but we have a plan for, for this season and for the next season. Uh, that's the work I love to do is to guide people into that kind of transforming life experience. For sure. Oh, I'm curious from both of you guys, if you have any, like what, what helps you or helps you encourage other people from moving from information to transformation right now, for me, I've been fascinated by, with the, the idea of micro actions. So how can we take this, this big transformation or change that we want? And instead of thinking about how do we get there, how do we just get 1% closer to that? Like what is a very small, almost seemingly insignificant step that we could take over and over and over. And then we, then we start using the laws of like, you know, compounding interest, right. On our, on yeah. those actions to make massive changes. But cause so often we try to change and we pick up something that is too big for us to like maintain that momentum of that change. And it just crashes and we're right back to where we started. So I love the idea of micro actions and figuring out what those can be. What are some of the things that you guys do? I would just pick up on that idea. I mean, 
one of the first conversations when I'm sitting down with a new client is where do you want to be? And then we say, then I pretty much say, well, that's nice, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, like if you're just, we can get there, but they're, they're so anxious to get there that they miss what they can do. Again, right. Let's, let's talk about what you can do next week. <laughs> and, this yeah. and, and, and then the other thing I would say, Ben, on that is like, and then don't go it alone. Like, you know, mm. with, with humble curiosity and courageous vulnerability, uh, bring somebody else into the journey with you. You know, yes. I, I'm a coach these days. I think coaching really matters. I've had coaches. I've, I've at every major turning point, you know, when I wanted to get, when I wanted to start a business, when I wanted to lead a new team, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I think coaches can really help us um, to see what we can't to get better. So, That's right. Yeah. 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 For me, you know, I have, uh, I have this daily battle rhythm um, that I was mm-hmm. taught uh, in a leadership program that I was in and it, you know, it, it, it puts me, um, in my workshop at a certain time. And, and I, and I, I read, um, the same book, same two books every morning. Um, what for me, I'm, I'm reducing the amount of books I'm consuming and I'm really focusing, I'm actually focusing inward. You talked about that earlier and that's yeah. part of your yeah. process. I'm actually, mm-hmm. I'm actually focusing all my attention, um, like to become inwardly sound. And I'm working on some principles that are around that, but I, but I, but I, I it's, it's a, it's a little bit of a heavy lift over a period of time. So I'm, I'm naturally a nine quick start. I, I mean, I'm, I'm out the gate. Let's go. And, and like you mentioned earlier with doing that, I missed a bunch of stuff <laughs> in, in my quest to get to the end too quick. I missed yeah. a part of the journey that could have transformed me. So, you know, as you get older, you like to think you get a little wiser <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of where my headspace has been is like, you know, there are areas that I need to address and work on and kind of like Benja's micro thing. I just, I chip away at it yeah. every day. And I just worry about the day, like I mentioned earlier, and I try to put something into practice, something. My, my, the mantra is what good can I do to whoever yeah. I interact with today? So they're kind of like Benja's micro approach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I've built this. I've been working on this for a while, and it's not easy. Journaling is not did not come easy to me, um, but it's a discipline like anything else, and uh, and it's a you know it's a it's a it's a commitment to a, it's a lifelong commitment, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't really have an end point to say, but if I can get better today, good. Jeff, I, I like to help people. I, also, I, one thing I do for myself, and this was something a coach taught me years ago, and I, now I like to do it for others. It's like, what's the fourth why? Meaning, like, you know, a lot of people have the why. You know, I want to, yeah. whatever. I want to make the more money this year. Okay, why? Uh, so that I, you know, can pay off my house. Okay, why? And then, yeah, blah blah blah. You know, so I can be freely available for my grandkids one day. Whatever the thing is, right? Um, you know, get to that fourth why, and. I think that's the that's where some transformation happens because it reframes what it is we're actually trying to do today. I'm not just trying to wake up and make more money. I'm trying to build a life that, you know, 20 years from now is going to have a different kind of impact. So. Jeff, I love uh, getting to know you. I love what you're doing at the Great Life Project. Um, I want to end with two questions. 
Sure. Where can people uh, find you, find out more about you and uh, leave us with your greatest piece of wisdom for the day? All right. My greatest piece of wisdom. Wow, there's no pressure there. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, thank you guys. Uh, appreciate you uh, sharing your time with me today and with your, your audience as well. Uh, people can find me in two places. Uh, my website, jefflevel.coach. Uh, you can find more about that. And then I'm on LinkedIn consistently. Uh, you'll find me there every day as well. Uh, I think the the best wisdom I could leave you with today is that truly of all the things you could give your energy to, you're giving your creative energy to, to everybody else these days, but your life really is your most important project. Uh, it's the one you'll never get back. So, uh, so make the most of that one today. Thank you, Jeff. I will, I will reiterate that Jeff is a, a great follow on LinkedIn. So head over there, uh, find him. We'll put a link in the show notes. Thank you for your time, Jeff. Great getting to know you system and soul listener. We will see you back next time. Yeah.